0: Welcome to the podcast today. A guest, back for I think the third time. If you've been here for quite some time on the podcast, you will remember my friend Megan Scott um, from AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Uh, we talk a lot of we talk a lot about NAMI, um, other mental health places. I am connected with. Not that I want to uh, put AFSP at the back end of that, but they're not anything like that because uh, Rachel Vallis, Rachel Klotz, has become a very good friend of mine. It was interesting how I stumbled into being a part of that walk. Let me tell that story real fast. Um, I will try to offer some optimistic financial insight from something I listen to, and then we'll get to a visit with Megan so you can put October 2nd on your calendar. So... Um in t- in the spring of 2014, uh, the co the, the host of the Morning rush before me uh, was gonna host the Out of the Darkness walk. I believe he had some interest in mental health. And one day I will tell the story of uh, of that situation. I've already shared it with uh, with some very close friends, former co-workers, and it was appalling. I'll just leave that where it is. Um, then Rachel's like, hey, do you know anybody who would be interested in being a part of this walk? It's American Foundation Suicide Prevention. You know, my ears, my ears perked up. And at this point, I I was still very messy, not properly medicated, but I knew that I wanted to feel better. I tried medication in the past. I'd been to therapy, and I'm like, I uh I'm a big believer in mental health. Rachel's like, You want to host the walk? I'm like, sure. That was in 2014. Uh this will be like my eighth or ninth. So it is an important walk and uh, they do great things, maybe not as much at the local level like my friends at Nami, but you'll see as Megan says, they are important at a national level, getting big people to do important things, including something up, including something, including something coming up in July. Um, yesterday in chatting with Alex, I, I told you I I finally had my big thought. My, my microeconomic mind on macroeconomic thoughts. And I was like, hell no, I don't want a recession. I would rather have the option to go pick up hours, work more with my friend Meal Preps for me and, and Matt over there, rather than uh, a recession hit. I'll deal with the high prices knowing I, can, knowing I can go make more money if I so choose, rather than prices coming down a little bit because we've been forced into a recession by the Fed. And I won't go long on this, I promise. I promise. Um, but I, I listened to a podcast last night. I want to regurgitate some of those thoughts back to you because I think there's some optimism or there, should, there shouldn't be as much pessimism. So, yeah, no recession because with recession, I don't have the opportunity to get a job. In fact, when there's a, I, I'll read these and then you'll see what I'm saying. Uh, first up, places you're accusing, and, and this is from... Uh, Derek Thompson, who writes for The Atlantic, has a podcast with The Ringer. Uh, He interviewed a very bright economist whose name escapes me, but it has a wonderful Australian accent, and he is a professor, teacher, doctor at the University of Michigan. I'd be happy to share this with you. Check uh, my Instagram story. From there, you'll see the graphic and be easily be able to find the entire um, podcast, which is about 40 minutes, and I can summarize now. Places you're accusing of greed just didn't get greedy. They've always been greedy. Um, Next up, we buy gas priced in 1,000 font and food regularly. So psychologically, that's far more painful than the truly ludicrous costs like college. Another example I'll use is I've seen contra ticket prices like several hundred dollars. Oh, my God. Um, But yeah, since we're buying food and gas all the time, It's that compounding effect, that financial fist that we meet several times a week. So there is a a deeply psychologically damaging effect. As opposed to the dog's bag of food today was $60. $60. Um, Yeah, I hate that. But if I had to do that all the time, like filling up gas or buying food for myself, it would hurt a lot more. No economist has ever studied a pandemic economy. I'll say that again. No economist has ever studied a pandemic economy. Oh, yeah? COVID is still being disruptive. An enormous economy keeps closing to attempt zero COVID. Go China. Uh, China is important to the global economy. economy. When they change things, things are once again disrupted. Spending is still healthy. Record startups are entering the market. And unemployment is unbelievably low. Those are not signs of a recession. This is self-fulfilling in so many ways. You've already cut some spending. And when you hear the R word, you pull back a little bit more, except when Target um, puts excess inventory on sale. And then I'm, I'm very excited for that. I'm going to splurge. Uh, and as we pull back, we will have settled the economy on our own without any kind of like government or Fed intervention. Um, And lastly, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, Derek Thompson, that writer and podcaster, has come up with this point. Um, On a large level, for most people, um, the the sentiment is, everything is terrible, but I'm actually kind of okay. Yeah, it, it sucks with these higher prices. I did not like paying $60 for the dog's bag of food, which is usually no more than like $45. I didn't like it. Um, but I can make some small cuts here and there, or make sure I put in all the hours I can with Matt, so that I can offset these increased costs. But as we all pull back a little bit, things should settle. And again, there are major indicators that a recession is not coming. And when there is a recession, we don't. There are not now hiring signs everywhere. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It should say now firing. So yeah, I'll deal with the higher prices knowing I had the opportunity to make a couple extra bucks to offset those things. So after yesterday and today, I hope I've offered you some um, some less pessimistic outlook about the finances. And one more thing I read today that wasn't part of the podcast um, from some economist tweets back in in January, and I'm, I'm talking about like the, the median American. I know there are people, as I said yesterday, there are people who are at the lower end of... Uh, the income scale, who are already damn close to poverty, um, who are in a recession and might deal with life-altering financial decisions out of their control. Uh, this one economist said people who don't have anything more than like a high school diploma uh, and come from certain zip codes, they're unfortunately always feeling these pressures. And yeah, they're they're exacerbated now. Um, but in the middle... Um, which is why we want to focus so much on them and make make sure the middle, um, the middle people like you and I are, are strong. We we make up the majority. Um, so when I say everything is fine, uh, everything is terrible, but I'm kind of okay. I hope that applies to you. Uh, A great mental health talk with my friend Megan Scott. AFSP, the walk is coming up. Out of the darkness, I hope you can make it out October 2nd. Here's more now with Megan. Uh, I'd like to welcome in a friend, first time in studio because (laughs) of, you know, the usual things we've been dealing with the last couple of years. My friend Megan Scott, who is quickly ascending through the ranks of (laughs) AFSP. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but... When, when we first met, you were just like a, I, a lowly volunteer. I was.
1: I was just a, a lowly walker myself, and a low, but now... Yes.
0: yeah, You but, went from walker to volunteer to, like, director staff, of... Staff.
1: Vo- well, I don't know. So, yeah. So, I do all the the media stuff. I think my official title, though, is, like, um, medical consultant, I think, is what Barbara gave me, because I'm a registered nurse, yeah, so we yeah.
0: do um let's talk about uh the upcoming walk because somebody just told me to somebody asked me to put something on my calendar in september which will be here soon it will be here soon sorry to jump through summer
1: Oh, the, I don't care about jumping through summer, but I, I just want to make sure that you're available on yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, October 1st is our walk.
0: I already have it on my calendar. Um, AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Let's skip some of the minutiae and we'll come back to that. Uh, the walk happens. Maybe people are familiar with the name. It's the Out of the Darkness Walk. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done this. Uh, I think I've done it since 2014. and uh, it you know my, my spiel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited that it grows because more people get involved. They find outlets. They find help. But it, it sucks because that means more people are, are dealing with some pain.
1: Right. And it's interesting because, you know, I am usually always very open with my struggles with mental health. So AFSP really deals with a lot of, um, like, survivors. So people that have um, have lost loved ones, friends. and But I am one of the the other group where I've actually had, um, an attempt. And so it, it does, it does bring in all of those people. And so, yeah. And especially after the pandemic, more people are struggling with depression and anxiety, and then you have more people that have had losses.
0: Yeah. So. Um, tell, I don't think we, well, you probably did it in the, uh, the aftermath, the, the debrief, debrief of last year's walk, which was, I think, pretty much full on compared to previous years. Like we were back as we normally were. Yeah. I got the sense since the last normal one, I guess in 2019, it wasn't as somber. No.
1: And, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to, um, make a lot of things, you know, we're, we're doing some things hybrid. So we still have some stuff online for those who didn't want to come out and weren't comfortable with that. But we we want to kind of make it more of a of a healing versus a a mournful event. Uh, you know, it's it's about um, getting with people that have experienced the same thing as you, so that you can lift each other up.
0: Yeah, um, maybe it's just because as I've teased Rachel, who I guess you've kind of succeeded
1: now. Oh no, 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 no. Peggy is the chair. Okay, Peggy Myers is our chair. Uh, I just, I am part, just part of the committee, the board. I, I do more of the media stuff, but no, Peggy's the head honcho. So.
0: Well, but Rachel used to do all the media stuff. Um, and I, now, I, she, now she's a mom and now, you, cause I have not recorded with her since she stepped away. It's just been me and you, which is fine. But I always used to tease her. I'm like, you know, we're like a two food truck walk now. Or how many have, we've got three this year? Good, 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 good. At a
1: minimum, we're at three now.
0: But I, I, you talked about it being a healing, and for the years that I've done this, uh, reading of the cards, which is a very powerful but sad moment of um, those who have lost loved ones, and as you said, that's why they're there. It's it's long, and it it, it gets longer and longer every year, and that mm-hmm. that that's very heavy. But I did not feel that that palpable mourning as in years past. So I think. The healing part, all those resources, all the food trucks, people being with one another is is achieving that goal of healing.
1: You know, and, and I think that, you know, for somebody like me who deals with the mental health um, on a day in, day out basis, it's all about learning those coping mechanisms. You know, like like this last year, we incorporated a yoga station and a lot of people thought that that was really great because she came in, she did five, 10 minutes of yoga and. That was it. And so I think that incorporating some of that um, and talking about the, 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 the dealing with it, the, the, the coping that you can do kind of helps lift that up so that when you hear your loved one's name, it's more of a, a, a celebration, I guess, more of a yeah. release. Yeah. It,
0: it's hard to ever completely put it out of your mind because these people's lives ended too mm-hmm. early, but. I think the healing is there. It is not, I can't say it enough. It's not nearly as somber as it was when, when I first was invited to be a part of things. Uh, so October 2nd, mm-hmm. Promenade Park. Promenade Park. Lots of food trucks. Maybe we'll be, be up to six by then.
1: <laughs> we, well, we, so we're going to have uh, the Smash Dogs, which is what we usually have. We're bringing the coffee truck back, which I'm super excited about because that was that was my thing last year. And then we have a taco truck okay. coming that we've
0: confirmed. Check all the boxes. So, I know, right? Hot dogs, We're tacos, super excited. Coffee. All right. So mark that down. Obviously, it's a big fun. There's fundraising fundraising leading up to that. It's by the way, for those that don't know, it's not a it's not a run. You can run if you want. It's a walk. It's not that far. It's about just being together with everybody. So let me rewind. For those that don't know, can you explain what AFSP is?
1: Yeah. So the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention is an organiz. It's a nationwide organization that what they do is they provide resources and material to different groups, to different individuals, that help with the prevention and the dealing with the aftermath of suicide. Uh, and all of the money that is brought in through fundraising is used to go towards leader or. Um, used to go towards uh, teaching and uh, lobbying for for mental health. It's used uh, to go towards research uh, to look into different causes and, and preventions of suicide.
0: So uh, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think AFSP might be very new to people uh, in this area. Mm-hmm. I, I know I think I, I people know NAMI and in some other places like the Suicide Prevention Coalition that I was part of. Um, people have embraced mental health and tried to step past the stigma. So we're introducing them here a little bit to AFSP. I wouldn't be surprised in some way Um There is some bipartisan gun control bills out there, and a big part of it is um, some devoting resources to mental health. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see an AFSP pop up in something like that um, to help with with a lot of that. Because as you talked, when I was with uh, my friend Janet at Suicide Prevention, they called after someone decided someone took their life postvention because you want to help people put the pieces back together and maybe even answer some questions and it's important so because as you know one suicide can be get another
1: and it can and i you know from my perspective as somebody who's a a survivor of an attempt it i can help people realize that um you know, when you're when you're in that space, that's all you see. You see the all, just just the darkness, and and you think that everything would be better. But coming from somebody who's been there and who has emerged um, through a lot of work, a lot of therapy, a lot of um, teaching, a lot of journaling, stuff like that, uh, it's. It's, it's helpful to be able to share that with people and it's helpful to be able to share it with, with people that are survivors, like from their family members, so that they can learn those coping.
0: Um, could you, do you, could do you know any examples offhand of some of the programming or assistance and resources that AFSP could offer either nationally, regionally or at a local level?
1: Yeah. So there are different programs that we make readily available to the community. Uh, we have a... Uh, Seize the Awkward which is more of an online you can go online, it gives you tips on how to talk to somebody you think might be struggling with depression or uh, suicidal ideation, there is um, a program for high school students that we've gone into high schools, now we haven't done it obviously in a couple of years Um, but we go in and we talk to teenagers about mental health and mental health um, awareness um, there's, we have programs for the military. Um, it's, if you reach out to us, um, and our, our website is afsp.org slash Toledo, um, you can also register for the walk there. It provides you with contact information for if you want to do a program that you can uh, request that from us.
0: Uh, one of the things that I enjoy seeing on walk day is off the top of my head, there's certain traits of. Certain walks that stand out to me more than others. Um, with with our with our walk, the Out of the Darkness walk, it's everybody's got a shirt. Like I might be the only one that doesn't have a shirt on a team. There are there are an enormous amount of teams. All with shirts. Can you talk about how people could form a team? Because that's probably going to be a big draw. Yeah,
1: so if you go on to AFSP.org slash Toledo, you can form a team by registering, register a team leader. And then it asks you to sign up your team members, and then you can do any kind of types of fundraising. We've had requests for fundraising, anything from, um, you know, dinners to raffles to last year somebody wanted to do... One of those uh, motorcycle traveling motorcycle dinner poker things. I I have no idea. But but, I mean, they, you know, each team fundraises on their own, Um, and then on day of walk, they come, they show up. Everybody, you know, some people have their own t-shirts. Some people set up I have gone as far as to set up their own tents. And you know, it's it's a day where family and friends can come together to remember and celebrate the life of somebody who's no longer with us.
0: Yeah, in a Celebration is the best way to put it. I, I don't know how people acknowledge the loss of a loved one. What jumps out to me would be, you know, um, I know as my mom passed and grandma, grandmoms passed, like my mom would go before she passed to, to the, to the um, cemetery and visit mm-hmm. there. And that, that can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Back to the healing and celebration of the life, even though that it ended too early, like these teams, I mean, for all the grief that they are still processing, I, I'm envious, and I, I see what they do, and they're very powerful and courageous, and some of them have incredibly clever names. But it's a joyous day in that regard of seeing those people together like that. Um, it's rare where you see you see a tear or something, but for the most part, tealing, it's, it's courage and so much more.
1: And I, I think that that's we really want to head towards that it, of it being more of a recognition and get together of of. Um, a celebration um, uh, to be able to remember the people that they've lost and and then to to provide those um, coping and and get together, you know that we can all get together and and learn from each other. So.
0: Um, over the last couple of years, which have been unlike anything in, in anyone's lifetime, and hopefully this is the last time we'll have to do this for, for our lives. Um, as you have gotten together with the, the local group, the, the Peggy and Rachel, and everybody else who was a part of the walk, what has the dialogue been that you've kind of powwowed together? Um, And you each come from your collective social circles and and talk about ways to maybe improve the walk or change it or add things in so that we can evolve in a very challenging and anxious, anxious time.
1: Well, I think, you know, for last year, the biggest thing was we, we did a like a hybrid model where we had the walk down at promenade, but then we also had a ongoing program on our Facebook page. So, You know, doing things like that so that you can be all inclusive. Um, And and again, some of the other things that we're doing, you know, we're doing the the yoga again this year. Uh, We are trying to do more outreach prior to the walk. So if anybody wants us to come and do, we call them tabling events, come set up a table. We have lots of literature we can pass out. We really want to get the word out there of different prevention methods. And then if not with the coping method methods that we can offer, um, we, we walk in a ton of different parades. We, we really want to get our, our, Um, our message out there so
0: in in that literature what are some of the statistics that are maybe top of mind for you that they they should be jarring to people because this is a real thing this is a real problem And, and i think more and more people know that unfortunately due to it's the silver lining of the pandemic more and more people are paying attention to their mental health
1: absolutely so um i i can't name off statistics right off the top of my head. Um, I know that um, AFSP works to provide uh, literature on on different, Demographics for different people. So if you come up to one of our tables at an event, or if you, you know, just come up to anybody individually that you see wearing an AFSP T-shirt, we have literature or we have um, resources. Now, now our our group does not necessarily. Um, provide the support groups or anything like that but we have resources to help you reach out to those groups that you need uh, and we have you know we we are a big advocate for the suicide hotline um, and um, you know we, we help provide those resources versus being the resource ourselves.
0: I think sometime in the next month I don't I, I don't hook my I don't hook anything to anything anymore because this is a very jumbled world but I think two one one is supposed to be activated in the next month or so. Yeah, where the suicide hotline, what is it two seven three talk? Yes, I know I'm terrible for not knowing that, but um, I think that's supposed to shift over to two one one on a national level, and it's just those little things that might wind up saving somebody's life.
1: Yeah, and those are some of the things that you know that that the AFSP. Uh, national organization helps lobby for is yeah. to get those and then get them down to so you know we have a we have an Ohio board and it's to get those activated in the the local areas you know because just just like you know 911 is is local and run locally then 211 will have uh, resources and, and reach out counselors that are that are more localized and,
0: and if anybody missed what you just said I'll, I'll draw it back out like you said lobbying um, so if you're wondering you know not all of the money stays local as some places do, but that that's fine. it, it will trickle down here. Mm-hmm. And again, it's important to have something like that and have a big, powerful entity like AFSP. Not all lobbying is bad. Or no, for things right. want to go. Some of it is very good lobbying, like exactly what you just said, like, hey, think we think things could be more productive and more helpful to people in in dire times. If we shorten this to, three numbers instead of maybe somebody having to google something they had heard or seen in an ad Right. so those are important measures that fundraising goes towards um, when it comes to the actual discussion when you talk about yourself or if since having been through this uh, an attempt and you're now years from, removed from that and you're mm-hmm. kind of a veteran with all this stuff <laughs> you've gone from walker to, to media personality <laughs> um, what within the health within the realm of of mental health, when somebody says something, they work a certain place, they're a certain type of person. What what perks you up and makes you want to engage with them and help them more than anybody else who is dealing with any kind of mental health issue?
1: So, like I've said before, I I am usually pretty open with the fact that I have had an ongoing struggle for I don't know twenty years with mental health issues, and so. It's I, I am surprised. At, I shouldn't say I'm surprised. I um, acknowledge that there's still a lot of um, hush talking about it in workplaces. It's interesting because because right as I was leaving to come here, a coworker pulled me aside because again I'm very open with who I am, and she said, "Well, my son is you know struggling," and she explained it to me and and looked for the advice on where to go from there. Uh, I think just the fact that somebody breaches out like that is good. Uh, I-, I wish we could get to a point where we talk about mental health as we do many other medical issues, because as somebody who works in the medical field, in reality, it is similar to any other medical issues. There's a chemical imbalance within your your brain that causes you to have these these issues um, on top of any other, you know, thought processes. So I hope that we can bring that more out into the open to be able to have those conversations um, and not necessarily behind hushed doors or, you know, yeah. And if you start to see somebody who is struggling, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, saying, hey, I'm here to talk to you because that can be enough to say to somebody, OK, I'm going to open up. And it may not be to that person, but it could be to somebody else.
0: Uh, we have beaten down the stigma just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I try to clumsily put numbers on it um, But over the last couple of years, again, it's the silver lining of the pandemic. More and more people have come forward to talk about it. Um, I think more people, at least from what I have experienced, are there's less snarky comments, um, and we've removed some of the vocabulary that might have prevented people from getting help before. Because some of those people have probably dealt with anxiety and the uncertainty and the isolation and all these things. And maybe they're not addressing it. But maybe they're not cracking the jokes anymore. And the cracking of jokes and the snark can prevent people from, in some cases, maybe living or dying.
1: Absolutely. I I do think that, um, you know being able to be upfront and honest with some of that and people being able to live uh, and talk about it has really been beneficial and the fact that more and more people are saying yes I struggle or yes this is you know this is an issue that I deal with And and it may not be something personally it may be oh well My brother, my sister, my husband uh, struggles with this. And so this is how we deal with it. Um, You know, I'll just I'll use my husband as as an example. Uh, We are very open as a couple. And so he will use my story to talk to other spouses or friends about mental illness and how he supports me uh, through all of that as a as a. As a support system. Um, So I think the more we open up about the different roles we all play in mental health, the better.
0: Yeah. In the the same way um, that when you marry someone, you get into their family. And maybe there's an (laughs) in-law that you don't like or something like that. Um, But you know that maybe that person, like 20 years or so ago, you would just say this person is kind of moody or mercurial. And now we go... They're just they're, they're like me, they're bipolar too. And mm-hmm. you know the people that know know me best and care about me most, um understand how to maybe dance around that or manage that, know one to leave me alone, know one to pull me out. And that's an important thing to know so that you can have a successful relationship
1: absolutely. you know, and it's and it's I think for for different parts of your support system, it's it's different. So, you know, sometimes I need, and and he's he's really for my support system between him and my parents it's a good balance because they're more of the 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 softer the coddle the this and that and he's more of the nope let's get at it let's go do it and I I think that learning that balance or having those different parts of my support system and knowing when to go or or how to communicate to who is just it's just really. Helpful, and it's not just because I'm the one with the diagnosis. You know, if when you have people that have suffered loss from from somebody who's died from um, who's um, died by suicide, it's important that they have those support systems as well. Uh, it's not just because you know I suffer with the mental illness. It's you know people that have had that loss you need that community to be able to share that experience with.
0: Yeah. And to rewind one more time before we wrap up here, um, suicide can be get suicide. I would say the reasons are obvious, but they might not be. um, You lose someone you deeply care about. And then all of a sudden, there are probably people at the walk like this. Uh, I have never had an encounter with somebody like this. Not that I knew about, but they exist. They've lost a loved one. And it was in a tragic too early way and all of a sudden they are hit with feelings they have never experienced before um it's one thing to feel down when you lose your job or you break up in a relationship those are things that we can at least think our way through and sometimes we expect it but you never expect the lo- the sudden loss of a loved one especially when they might have been hiding um the suicide suicidality and then all of a sudden you're it's like through osmosis or like we like a virus they, they breathe some of those negative, terrifying feelings on you because you've lost them. And then you wind up yourself having to get help. And if you don't, it's just like a, a sad deck of cards or dominoes. But that's why we have all these resources that are available. That's what AFP does, what they do. That's why all those tables are out at the Great Walk Day event so that we can help people like that. People of all kinds.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's it's important that if, you, if you're if you starting to have those kind of um that you want to harm yourself or you know stuff like that. you know my my first recommendation is always reach out to your physician and and after that, there there are just so many resources. Um, there's there's talk therapy, there's, you know, um, there's different kinds of therapy out there that different counselors offer. And, and um, it's not it's not really anymore going in and sitting on somebody's couch and talking about your day. There's different kinds of, of therapy and whatnot that they can use. And I just I encourage you if you're having any of those thoughts or feelings that you reach out to a, a friend, a family member, um, your physician, um, a, a coworker, anybody that that you can express that to and um and get the help that you need?
0: Um, October 2nd. Mm -hmm. AFSP, Out of the Darkness Walk. um, Websites, social links, all that stuff for people to uh, check out more?
1: Yep. AFSP.org slash Toledo. And you can register for the walk there. You can uh, look at the different resources we provide. Uh, The walk is October 2nd at Promenade Park. Registration starts at 9.30. The program, the actual main program starts at 11.30 with walk at noon. And again, like Eric said, if you don't, it's not a run. It's not anything like that. Run if you want. I mean, if you want. Uh, If you want to walk, uh, it's usually um, a a mile or less. And and we just we take the time to um, walk and and celebrate um, the loved ones um, that we may have lost and and to celebrate the ongoing recovery of of, um, mental health.
0: One thing I've never asked you and I want to ask you now, do you have any idea what I'm thinking of asking you? No. (laughs) Uh, Your husband is a chef, right? Correct. What's this when you're a little down or he senses a wobble in your mood? Is there something he can whip up that gets you feeling good? No, it's like just order Chinese instead. Uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's his what's the best meal he makes?
1: Oh gosh, um, he makes phenomenal crab cakes, uh, and he also, um, He's usually always the one that grills our steaks because he always gets them just right. And he, a lot it's he's done it a couple of times where he makes steaks and he makes this um, bacon wrap shrimp mm. stuff. I mean, there's just little dishes here and there that he's made uh, that I that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but you know, yeah, he's a chef by trade, but we hamburger helper just like everybody else.
0: <laughs> so with a side of crab cakes.
1: True, sometimes, but no, we you know we we. Uh, we eat like every other normal <laughs> family, so, uh, and it's interesting because while he, he does some of the cooking, I do a little bit more of the cooking at home, so. Uh,
0: the one and only Megan Scott, from lowly walker to walk empress. Oh, now, yeah. <laughs> The Out of the Darkness Walk October, October 2nd. Good to see you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you.